Hello, and welcome to Your Take is Excrement. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Neo and... And, uh, and May. Yes. Do you remember me? I, I do. Uh, although, we are not in Texas anymore, so... <laughs> that's that's a... That's that's one of them uh, Wizard of Oz moments when you're like, oh shit, dude, oh, shit. I'm you not in Kansas anymore. Report a, or record a podcast and you're not... In a state that isn't the state that I was living in a week ago. Yeah. Which is strange. I'm going to say this. For the first time in my life, I have never ever been in a position where I could both look outside and see a motherfucking mountain. The Rocky Mountains, by the way out our window we could just like literally see it it's like right there beautiful yeah. i'm looking at it right now yes it and also my words can be captured onto a podcast about uh dumb uh porn what i mean that's not our podcast our podcast no. isn't isn't about porn but it is about um shit yeah um, it's just very funny to see the outdoors being so lovely and not being in them. <laughs> it's yeah. very odd. I, I, I am, I am having to be an indoor kid right now. I have been routinely overcome with the urge, like, to be on top of things, and so it's like looking around outside. It's like I want to be on top of that. <laughs> I want to go up there. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, and every time I get, like, if there's a building here that where there's, like, a second floor, I'm like, bitch, get me on that second floor. I'd like to see the Rocky Mountains <laughs> from there, please. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I am still May. This is still Neo. The podcast is the same, only there has been one minor shift, which is that now we live in the mountains. Um, so if we speak slightly slower or quieter, it's because we are at a higher elevation and we are adjusting. We have only ever lived, well, May has only really ever lived in Flatland. So uh, that's sea level, baby. Yeah. So I've been bleeding from the nose pretty much constantly <laughs> since I got here. Uh, but listen, we're adjusting things are things are improving and i can't believe i'm saying this but it's fucking wednesday my dudes it's podcast day hi yeah, everybody i i can't believe we made it to another one but we are here for this is season three episode two yes um before we continue with the podcast neo would you please tell the people that we are still sponsored by our homies we're sponsored by machine age productions uh the rpg hashtag i hunt sponsored by blood thing and we are also sponsored by ambient dream studio uh more about all of those later on in the show uh, we'd also like to thank our our patrons over at patreon.com slash excrement yeah um, you can also catch us on twitter at uh at angstrom or at nick's fears or at your take is x yeah, I mean that's yeah that's that's a, it's a, oh I also want to want to shout out two things. Number one is uh, May wrote a book. It's called Fluids. Uh, I've already sold two hundred copies of it, so that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> um, but I'm working on getting more, and there's an ebook and stuff that I'm working on too. So um, the book will be available to you super soon, my baby child, my little baby bird don't worry i'll let you read it um and number two is i can finally people have been saying this for the last like three months where they've been like 
I'm pretty sure I could hear some smoking going on. And so I just wanted to say uh, this is now sponsored by the Legal Weed of Colorado, <laughs> which is fantastic. Where We don't have to lie anymore. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> we don't have is... to pretend we don't enjoy the marijuana on the show. Yeah. We don't have to deal with the... the, the this is Glassworks for smoking tobacco. Right, exactly. Well, um, so there was... There was a thing a few months ago on the podcast where someone was like, May keeps saying all this stuff about like drug use being like bad or not being like an ends t- or, or a means in and of itself. But like, what about cannabis users? Like, I use it to fix my help my anxiety. I need it. And and um they 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 typed this whole thing out not knowing that I too am medicated (laughs) so it's fine today we are doing an episode on night of the hunter a movie that up until very recently no one has uh watched with drugs really i don't know maybe i feel like in the i feel like in the 70s people probably (laughs) you think so you think this got passed around a bunch so um wow this movie this movie is a big deal to me yeah. Um. So the first time we watched this was what year ago? Or uh, so they're about. Yeah. So the movie today is Night of the Hunter, uh, which is a is a fifty three, right? Uh, I, something like that. Let me check. I want to say it's fifty three, um, which is significant because uh, Citizen Kane was around there. But if we're talking about like influencing cinematic language, there was a specific time in cinema history in that period of the 50s where it's like 55 55 okay well so so code era sort of slipping by slipping away things changing um studios going from a more um big budget bullshit program thing to maybe a more like minor uh more independently run thing things were changing uh the auteur's voice was still not even a word that people were using to describe directors like auteur theory didn't come around until the 60s so um but what people were talking about in the 60s in france about auteur theory they were referring to people like hitchcock and saying like you know you watch a hitchcock movie right it's always a Hitchcock movie. It can't right. not be. Um, that's a tour theory, right? It's like he is always going to make a Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch it kind of with that in mind. Right. Um, with the with the knowledge that, that he's a rapey monster and tortured his actors. Exactly. Um, so, in, okay, so, so drawing a little line there is like you get to Orson Welles, right? Mm-hmm. Orson Welles is like the golden auteur for france like they fucking <laughs> worship or- orson wells um and they worship orson wells because he mastered a lot of cinematic technique on citizen kane uh that being like cinematic editing kuleshov effects like picture in picture how things can move the way that uh, a- an image can like be very stark and meaningful, almost like a painting in, in every image of a film mattering and having something to say in and of itself. The mise-en-scene is, uh, is a word that the, uh, the French would use to refer to uh, the things that Orson Welles would be very, very good at. Like, and so mise-en-scene is, is basically the shit in the frame. Right. <laughs> very simply. But 
uh, mise-en-scene, right? It's like, ooh, the shit in the frame. Mm -hmm. So, but very literally, it's just like, homie had the shit in the frame, and that was sick. And Orson Welles could not make a not Orson Welles movie, so everybody was always like, auteur theory. Right. But there was a time in America where this was not really something that people thought about, considered, or cared about. Matter of fact, I would argue a lot of people still don't give a fucking no. shit about Artur theory, and and good for them. And if they did, they would go see Morbius. That's where this, this <laughs> oh! podcast brought to you by the Morb. Oh my god. Well, so there it is, right? Um, god. So 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 Charles Lawton comes into this sort of in in this interesting way. He's he's a theater guy he directed theater <laughs> he swapped over to film for exactly one picture and that was night of the hunter uno he only did the one and mm. then promptly never made a movie again and was a cinematic voice that was immediately lost but the autourism you know just because there isn't a multiplicity of his shit like there's not a, a big long lineage of charles lawton's stuff doesn't necessarily mean that his impact is not felt in one movie and that he is not an auteur in the same way as Orson Welles. So the thing that I was trying to bring up in totality here, just to get all the way around, um, is that Orson Welles and Charles Lawton should be semi-synonymous names with a time period and an attitude. But people typically think of Orson Welles and not Charles Lawton because Charles Lawton only made one movie. Mm -hmm. But I would argue that Charles Lawton's influence was just as great as Orson Welles. Right. Well, Does and, that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I, I think the way that, that, that's been described to me before is like, there's this convergence in cinematic styles between like Night of the Hunter inspired a lot, lot more, abstract like cerebral abstract almost psychedelic where right and and orson wells is more the functional yeah yeah so so like you know you know and, and, and there's a lot like like you can do a lot of good shit with like the orson wells school of thought but yeah. like a lot of the things we really like like the jodorowsky you know style of right art does it does comes come, more like, from charles Lawton. yeah it's kind of like 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 this is really the first movie to really like do that like, in america do yeah well um and, like, there was abstract stuff. Like, people were not entirely afraid of the concept of abstract, but abstractifying a visual image mm -hmm. was very much new. Like, the, the concept of two kids going down a riverboat singing while a frog, a bullfrog, is, like, in the frame, like, right next to the camera, like, riveting. It's just, like, very stark, very abstract, very gay, you know, they're singing, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, well, my point is it's got this mise-en-scene, but it's not like a functional mise-en-scene. It's not like that. It's more just like a vibe factory. Right. And it also carries with it this like crazy purpose, but the way that it goes about doing it is this like long drawn out overly poetic, but also absolutely horrifying right. uh, things. So yeah, that's the other thing is the movie is terrifying but well uh, and the message the message of the movie is like like despite being for like made in the 50s and it, like a very specific like here's an issue we're dealing with in the 50s and i want to address that yeah 
is still so fucking relevant today and it fucking sucks well yeah so it was just like it's like what does the great depression look like for kids right well in 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 like in 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 how does well in, in, anyway we're, we're about to summarize the movie but we just wanted to get all the all the all the, Ev- all all the, the context stuff out of the way let allow me to paint you the full picture yeah. So, yeah, you know, children in the Depression and children when faced with, like, religious he- hegemony and shit. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so the summary of the movie. Uh, at the start of this movie, there are two kids, and their dad runs up to them, hands them $10,000, and is like, you need to hide this. I did a bad thing, son. I did son. a bad thing. The cops are coming for me. So the father and the kids hide, like, $10,000 in, in the 50s money. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a lot more money now. Ten thousand um, dollars in nineteen fifties dollars. Yeah. Um so he the cops show up, take him to jail. Um while he's in jail, he's gonna be executed, right? Because he like shot a dude. Yeah. He's like on death row. Yeah. So while he's on death row, he tells his cellmate about about what he did and the money. Um And he, that he hid some that money. He, that he hid the money. So his cellmate is this is a preacher who's like a like a roaming drifting preacher um who kind of goes like town to town who is an absolute psychopath but he's like well and, and, and so the thing <laughs> like, this doesn't really happen as much like these days but it, it well it, it does like oh i don't know well well it, it, it does like in africa and, and yeah but, but yeah you, like you literally have people who who just walk around the states Show up to churches and be like, "Hey, I'm a preacher. You know, can I do a sermon let me, or whatever?" Let me talk. They talk, and then they 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 like raise some money for themselves doing this. So, in, in a it, touring preacher, yeah, and and in, in you know, a, like Aerosmith or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So, and it wasn't like necessarily like in the in the in the grand scheme of religious practices, it wasn't like a bad thing. It was just something that happened, right? But you know, some people would they travel around, they preach the, the, the word of God. Some people would absolutely exploit it, you know, um, too. And so that, that's kind of like, that, that's something this movie's about that, well, that kind of, um, I got, I got it. Leaning on the everlasting love, right. Is the song. So <clears throat> the preacher, the whole movie is singing this song, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting love. So like the, the him singing that in his mind is like, he gets to, because he is a man of God during the great depression, he can lean on that for security. Yeah. And the kids cannot. So, okay. So anyway, so um, he, the preacher gets out of jail and so he goes to this community with the kids and just kind of like infiltrates the community. Um, so he has this thing where he has like, he has knuckle tats, (laughs) which nobody thinks is strange for some reason. And and so on one side it says love on the other side it says hate. So he'll do a lot of like, he'll be like giving a little impromptu sermon and he'll like rest his hand on something. Anyway. So, and so it's like, um, so functionally for him, it's 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 something a visual guide to his preaching. But then the movie will do all these things where where he'll be talking and he'll just like rest his hand on a counter and he'll say like hate. Yeah. And so it's like while he's like being nice and being manipulative, but he's just like it's just like hate. Right. <laughs> you know, just just like popping out at you. Right. Um, so he goes to this community. He starts to infiltrate it. 
Um, and then he gets married to the kid's mother. Um, while this whole, the entire time he's, he's being very, very abusive to the children, trying mm-hmm. to get them to tell him where the money is. He gets married to the mother and then immediately starts being horrifically abusive to her. Yeah. Um, well, because he doesn't actually intend to be with her in any serious capacity. He is just there to get them, figure out where the money's hid. Right. <laughs> so, um, doesn't doesn't he kill the mother? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so he, he like, does. Kills her. And, he like, listen. He murders her. Yeah. With a knife. Yeah. And then he puts her in her car and puts her at the bottom of a fucking lake. And it's the scariest shot ever. Just seeing her floating, dead, bleeding body, just in the car. Yeah. Underwater. So anyway, so the. It, but now he's the father of these kids and everyone thinks he's this nice godly preacher while he's like horrifically abusing the kids so anyway so the kids then decide that they need to fuck off so the kids then run away from him and go on this like psychedelic trippy um like adventure uh and then where they they end up at this lady's like orphanage kind of place where she's just taking care of kids. Um, and she's also very, very religious, but she is, um, she's like religious in like the opposite way of him, where instead of her using religion to try to exploit people and to like abuse people, um, she knows that it's a duty that she must help people because of it. Yeah. So she's like, she's like literally the polar opposite of the preacher. Um, when people say they can lean on the everlasting love, she's, she knows that someone has to be there to be leaned on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then the, the, the hunter, uh, tracks down the kids cause he's terrifying, um, <laughs> and is like going to, uh, murder them. So he like shows up at the, at the house. Um, and, and as he like shows up, the 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 old lady like walks out with her shotgun and she's like you ain't touching these kids and he's like oh i can wait and so he's like there's this shot where um <laughs> he's he's uh sitting in front of of like the house um and he starts singing the, the you know the everlasting love yeah and then she starts singing it back to him but you see this like through a window so the kids are looking out through this window and she's sitting there on the porch with a shotgun and he's sitting outside like with outside the property with a knife and they're both singing the same, same song, song at each other you know about the everlasting love and so it's like <laughs> two religious people using religion to fight each other yeah but you the know, same you know, one you know one is one is one is you know you know their religious beliefs are 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 like you know, telling them that they have to sit on the porch all night with a shotgun to protect the kids. And the other one is trying to knife the kids. Um, but anyway, so she ends up like not fatally shooting him, right? Like, yeah, she just, she wings she him. She wounds him. Yeah. Um, and so everyone like finds out and it's this whole big deal in the community. But then the community ends up siding with the preacher because he's a manipulative like cunt and so 
the community then decides that they have to like lynch the kids because they were lying about the preacher. Right. And so they all get driven out of town. Yeah. Um, but it's okay because that is the persecution that comes with being caring, yeah. which is what the movie's really trying to say. Yeah. So, so in summary, the movie is both is like, you know, well, and I think originally y- y- y'all were like, you know, this is a very like anti-religious movie. I don't well, believe that's true. I or, believe that the movie is has, very has interesting takes. Well, that's, that's, that's what I thought it was going to be going it's into. It's clarifying. It. Right, and so the movie is is very very pro. It's deist in, in general. Yeah, yeah, it's pro religion, but it's pro like my religion tries me to take care of eighteen orphans during the Great Depression, and is very very against my religion drives me to like, stab children to and stab steal children, their money uh, and seek money and you know and you know try to organize a lynch mob against children because you know I don't I can't get money out of them. Right. So like I think. the 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 end of the movie as well there there's like a couple of lines choice lines at the end of the film uh there's a moment where a hawk swoops down and picks up a rabbit and eats it kills it and the old woman is like staring you know dull-eyed out the window at Mm -hmm. the at the horror and is just like the world is a cruel place to little things and it's just like I'm a cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and uh and the same thing kind of there at the end and this is referenced in the Coen Brothers movies. This is referenced in Big Lebowski. Like clearly they like this movie. Right. Um cuz like all of their movies are kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway, um you know, uh she she's basically saying that the thing about children is that they abide. Right. Which is to say that, like, it's not about authority. It's about they want to do what is right, like what they're told is right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. It, adults don't. Adults adult, will intentionally do what is wrong and justify it with right. with rightness. Right. And it isn't the line where she's like, children, children abide. Children abide. Well, and it's just like there's a simplicity, but also it's, you know, it's a, it's a genuine explanation of the disparity between what happens when adults don't have money and when children don't you mean when children do or no no? like well like the the idea is that um so so my my take on the movie basically is that the preacher and the children are in the exact same spot Mm -hmm. uh, after a point they're they both are dealing with the Great Depression and its woes. Neither have food or money or anything. They're both just traveling and singing and going along their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know where they're going. They don't know why they're going there. And they have no actual desires other than to not die. Mm-hmm. And the preacher is the same way. But what the what the um what the children do to survive is very different than what an adult does to survive in that situation right you know chill which isn't to say that this is inherent but there's the, what i think the argument that the movie is making is that 
we should accept that children don't really have um, any ill intent right when they're trying to survive mm -hmm. and like adults can do the wrong thing to get survival like to obtain survival right um which is just inherently distrustful and it becomes difficult later in life to be supportive so like i think the movie is about faith in the sense that like as a religious person in your 30s or 40s what do you do with an evil fuck who believes what you believe right what do you do with that person you wing him with a shotgun <laughs> well the fucked up thing is like they're coming after children right? right and this seems to be weirdly objectively true careful there yeah um but anyway Sorry, i'm just readjusting the microphone and smacking it with the <laughs> it happens we're in wire we, we're improv as i guess we're improvising over here sorry <coughs> Woo! that was a big cough anyway what was he saying uh people coming after children oh yeah well so there's this tendency for whatever reason for the religious to go after kids uh they want your fucking kids <laughs> they're trying to change your kids you know uh convert your kids from what they are to what they want you to be they have this like ideal child in their mind and they want you to be that and then of course like it's no coincidence that that is sexualized in a disgusting manner. Uh, so it's just like really not great um, right. for children. And children, you know, later in life, what is, how are they supposed to react to religion Right. when well, it didn't protect them? When I think something that this movie like is, is saying is, is it's like there's, there's like a good way to raise children religiously and there is a fucked up way to raise children religiously yes because you know the movie sees sees the 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 old lady doing it as like a good thing mm -hmm. where you know it's it takes a lot of problems with the the like uh the exploitation of the children by by like the charlatan preacher yeah so i don't know i i think that um it's just like watching this movie just really like like made me infuriated about the fucking charlatan. Like, yeah, I, I know that's the movie doing its job, but I was like, fucking heated. I was like, God damn this motherfucker. Well, so this movie is like the main inspiration for one of my favorite lyrics I ever wrote, <laughs> uh, which is just I I have a lyric that's like, uh, we used to be in Bible school, but now we're in the Bible. Which is just like, I think people don't act like that, right? They don't act like they're currently uh, partaking in that, that particular story. Right. Like, they think that story is something that happened, and now this means they are free to do whatever they want. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're currently in the story. Right. You're a character in it. Yeah. So don't be a fuck then, right? Right. Um, and so, like... Th essentially if you're gonna be religious you have to act like it mm -hmm. and for whatever reason th this is <laughs> criminal attacks against children seem to be a lot more uh 
stereotypically Christian than just being Christian for some dumb reason. Right. But finally, somebody made a movie about that in what 1955. <laughs> yeah, and it was it fell on deaf ears, and we still have the problem today. Now, right. isn't that great? Is it time for an ad break? It's on that note. It's time for ad. Yeah, it's capitalism. Yeah. All right. What bit are we gonna do this week? Oh Welcome, traveler. <laughs> Would you? Can I pour you a brew? Are you new in town? Are you new here, I, sir? <laughs> sire? <laughs> Let me yes. pour you a brew. Yes, yes. What, what are you looking? What? What, do, what would you recommend to do in this here town? Well. <laughs> Well, uh, we got a lot of monster hunting, but only on an app. But what if the app was secretly a game? A game. And what's that? What's what's this app called? (laughs) Hashtag iHunt. Doesn't that sound like... Monster hunting in the gig economy? Ooh, yes, and, 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 and I assume to play this game, I need to round up several of my friends. Your cohorts, yes. My co- yes. Yes, get your cohorts together. And Don't dilly-dally. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and what is there to, to watch on the moving parchments here in this town? Oh, the moving parchment, yes. Um... <laughs> Classic moving parchment. Um, we have a wonderful moving parchment art, uh, artist uh, that makes something called uh, called uh, um, blood thing. Blood it's, thing. It's it's interesting how they take different pieces of parchment and make them move independently of each other. And, and and what parchment congregator would it be on? Um, YouTube.com is where you can find that one. Uh, and or also in their links in the description. What's the a description? I'm gonna lose my mind. Now, if I wanted to put some parchment on my wall. Oh, <laughs> I have another parchment artist just for you. Let me tell you all about them. Uh, if you go over to Ambient Dream Studios, there's a blacksmith over there that'll smith you the most beautiful psychedelic painting your little mushroom-stained eyes will ever have fucking seen. <laughs> it's like a beach covered in beauty. <laughs> Seriously. Alright. <laughs> oh, um, also, check us out on patreon.com slash excrement. Oh, yeah, and buy us a brew over at patreon.com slash excrement. And make sure to buy my book, Fluids, which is a book about pee. Anyway, let's return to... It's not actually about pee. It's about everything else, though. It is. I I went everywhere but pee. (laughs) I, yeah. Uh, And we're back, everybody. Uh, (laughs) That was something else. Uh... Night of the Hunter is still on the TV right now. We're watching it. It's it's great. Um, it's great. Well, and so you know, you know, talking about how you know religious oppression of children. Um, I think that that's definitely something that we're seeing like a rise of uh, in like states. You know, with like the religious right just like fucking attacking trans kids for no goddamn reason. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, it- with 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 the religious right, you know, uh, stealing kids from the concentration camps. 
to give to uh, wasp motherfuckers so they can adopt them. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the the absolute, like, tragic state of, like, postnatal care in America and just, like, overall care for, for, for like, mothers in America. Just horrendous. Right. Like, so, and, and this is all shit that's, like, propagated by and done by, like, mostly the religious right. And it's just, like, it's... And that's something this movie speaks to a lot. And it's, like, you know, and, and then whenever there's something where it's, like, when there's something kids... It's, like, it's like a kid is on one side and there's an adult on another. Instead of evaluating, you know, you know, oh, you know, you know, the kid is saying how they need to be protected. Instead of saying, well, let's protect the kids in the way that the kids are saying, they will take the side of the abuser and just fucking attack kids. Like, right. With, um... What was that school shooting where the Republicans just like went nuts against the kids? Um, it was in Florida. Was it the Parkland? Yeah, you know it's like where it's like it's like Republicans trying to protect kids until they say something you don't like, and then you try to get them to kill themselves. Right. Where you know? it, it, it's just like I don't know. It's it, it, it's just this trend that like that that he saw in the fucking fifties. And and was like, I need to say something about this, and it is still going on. And it's right. like, it's like, what the fuck is with this like right wing, you know, cultural Christian like, like justification like for whatever justification the fuck of, they want of like kids are my property. If 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 a kid has a different viewpoint than me, fuck them. You yeah. Know? Hey, can you put that in the freezer real quick? Thanks. You want to cut out this part where I'm like, can you put that in the freezer? Nope. Anyway. We just got, we just got, we just got some food delivered. We're going to eat it after the we podcast. We sure did. We're super excited. Uh, anyway. No cuts. You can't cut audio, May. That's true. You can't edit audio. It's true. Um, we were talking about Charles Lawton's classic, Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, I think that, the, yeah, this is usually the portion of the podcast where we apply what we're talking about to real life. And... I think <clears throat> I can say this g- having grown up here and having heard a lot of this shit and I connect with this movie deeply because of that. I mean, I love the idea that the movie is about a preacher who's a hunter, right? The right. preacher is the hunter. Yeah. You know, not it, 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 someone you should trust. You know what I mean? Is a hunter. Just like that one movie with the guy from 300 about like machine gun preacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> Except that movie is. Um, yes anyway i'm sorry <laughs> it's, you know what it's all right um so when i was growing up you know i always heard the narrative go little something like this um jesus christ <clears throat> died on a cross uh in order to forgive everyone of all sin um prior and post the act mm-hmm. um as sort of like a justification perhaps um for the morality of humanity to say it's okay you can't be evil really if you follow Jesus because Jesus has forgiven us of all prior and post 
sin. Right. Um, and now I understand that this is a very bad way of looking at this, yeah. but, but this is as basic as I can make it right. the way it is told. And so at that point it's like, well, it's not a question of whether or not I want to believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. Like that's some sort of absurdity <clears throat> because look, life is absurd. Many things are absurd and truly a lot of things are very possible. So like, what does it mean is the only question I ever ask, you know? And so religion, I don't care if it's true to me, if I feel like it's true to reality, I care if it, if it changes people from being bastards into being good people generally. And I find that religion has a tendency to turn good people into bastards. Right. And it turns good people into bastards because it tells them that Jesus Christ died to justify every sin of their parents and every sin they will commit and also every sin their children will commit. Right. So they think they can do whatever they want global warming-wise because God, Jesus, died, you know, died... To justify everything, so they would the the Earth would never dare fight back, right? Because this is already long predetermined and justified. Well, and slavery is fine. It's fine that it happened. Get over it. Move on, because it's justified. Well, the sins have been forgiven. They were long forgiven. Okay, and 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 our kids are gonna go fight in space war, and kill each other. But who gives a shit? Because they're forgiven, right? So now you get this problem where this motherfucker exists. Like, and this is like just everybody for some reason. Like millions of people are exactly this motherfucker who's like, yeah. I mean, fuck everything. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck it all. But. it's it, it, it and what's really frustrating about that that specific take on like theology christianity is it's so fucking wrong it is a sin it is well, <laughs> it is like, a sin like, jesus if like, anything there's, is there's literally a point and i can't remember what what jesus did before this but but there's literally a point where jesus forgave someone of their sins and like what should i do and he's like go and sin no more like but he's like he's like you're forgiven don't fucking sin like, just, like, try not to do it. Could, if you could stop. Well, yeah, and, it, well and, and, and there's, like, 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 there's a lot of it's, like, well, and, and even, you know, like, like, there's a lot of, like, hey, you know, you're forgiven. That's great. Live like it. Like, don't, right. like, 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 there's a lot about it. It's, like, it's, like, if, if you're forgiven. Don't like, live like, like a guilty don't, person. Don't carry your guilt. Yeah. Like, 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 don't carry your shame. But at the same time, like, don't go back to the shame. Right. You know, and it's. And don't you know, justify, don't defend your shame. Right. Live a shameless life. Yeah. L- like Acknowledge it, the past. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's like you know, love your neighbor and, and like, and like literally like love children where, you know, you know, Jesus. Help people. Je- like, like, like literally Jesus is like, you see these children, you should like, 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 like that's good. Children are good. Having like, having a childlike innocence is a good thing. Like, don't. It's like you know, don't you know, corrupt that. Yeah, don't, don't ruin that. that, and don't fucking give them some motivation that'll like ruin the remainder of their life. Right. Well, and even if like you know, you know, <laughs> Jesus doesn't doesn't really 
to Hellfire and Damnation very much when he's talking. Yeah. But he is like, he's like, woe to those who fuck with children. Yeah. Like, like that's the line. It's like, don't fuck with the kids, yo. Right. Well, and like, you know, I think the the thing is we can we can kind of like go back and forth on, on the Bible. Because I feel like, um, you know, there's, there's so many people out there nowadays that are like, we should probably just not be thinking about this at all because uh, it's just not good for us uh, as a society. We seem to handle this badly. <laughs> and I think that's well. somewhat fair. But I... I'm leaning toward the side of finding meaning in things that people believe, regardless of if they believe right. it. So a lot of the justifications one can find, you know, for any shitty, stupid, bullshit action is literally right there. Right. You can just well, sort of look. It's right there. And so why pretend it's not? Like... Well, so I'm very interested in religion for this reason. Yeah, well, and also I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the problems people have with, with religion are more just problems with human nature. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, and, and I'm not trying to whitewash anything like the church has ever done. Like, it's like the church has done a lot of very, very, very fucked up things. And I'm not trying to like. <laughs> Almost exclusively. Uh, right. I would say the margin is 99-1. <laughs> right. But, but if you look, it's like, you know, you know, in like you know, like Stalinist Russia and, yeah. and, and like Maoist China, you know, you also had a lot of very, very fucked up things that, that happened despite them being like very, very atheistic. And so it's like, you know, how it's like, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to argue one way or another. I'm just saying it's like, I think a lot of the problems inherent with religion are inherent with all religion. Human morality. Because, because humans, you know, you know, tend to just kind of suck sometimes. They do weak people shit, and then they get themselves fucked up, and they fuck up other people. Right. I mean, which that's is, just like a fact of life. You know, it, which is why I'm like, I, I really, really like, and, and kind of like sh firmly believe the existentialist bit, where you have to constantly be be really reevaluating your belief system. Yeah. To make sure, you know, your actions, just just to make sure you're like on the right path, because right. you don't want to be like just zealously doing something that's not right that you could you could figure out is not right if you had self-reflection right um you know I, uh like my favorite kant book deals a lot, a lot about that where kant's mm -hmm. like just yelling at, at these christians who are like who are like just like doing fucked up things despite their own religion saying not to and he's like it's like why the fuck won't you just like look at your look at your own fucking rules mm -hmm. it's like he's like, he's like what the fuck are y'all doing Right. Well, it's like, it's, it's a club. It's like, we got to maintain a club instead. It's, it's, I don't know. My, so, so the, the idea here is just that there's a big dividing gap between doing what's right and doing what you think aligns with your faith. Right. Um, and like faith, it turns out is just kind of like anything. Um, it can be used however you want to use it and some people use it to justify helping other people they mm -hmm. they say it gives me a duty if i am going to believe this i'm not going to full-heartedly support something i'm going to dedicate myself to helping other people um and whether or not it's bullshit it's noble and nobility is a lot better than not nobility, I suppose. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, compare that to 
like people who uh, saw sort of God and religion as an opportunity to do whatever the fuck they want um, because God's looking out for them. Right. And so the thing is, I think, I think there's a bit in this movie, right? Where the woman knows that God is not looking out for the kids. You know, she is right. Therefore God is right. Like, like, like God is working through her to protect the kids. Yes, exactly. And, and that is like her entire acceptance of religion is Mm -hmm. that her role is to be a piece of God to take care of these children. Right. And, um, homie looks at God like it's his best friend who uh, helps him kill hookers. <laughs> and right. that's, that's a very spicy and very accurate depiction. He looks at God the same way Kevin Smith looks at Jason. <laughs> oh, man. Um, callback. Call hey, hey, speaking of callbacks, I don't want to do this right now, but I'm going to do this right now. Uh, so this week, um, somebody brought up to Kevin Smith because we said the thing about clerks where he, he did the, the trans like uh, hermaphroditic porn, like, like he was watching hermaphroditic porn. Uh, we mentioned how that was like progressive <laughs> and apparently somebody tweeted it at him. <laughs> somebody fucking said, Hey, uh, uh, homie was into hermaphroditic porn. You've always been a supporter of trans rights. And Kevin Smith uh, ran with that <laughs> on Twitter and said, yeah, I've always been woke. Randall was into hermaphroditic porn and is into trans women. Ha ha ha. I'm woke as fuck and always have been. And I just simply replied with, and then you made him say every racial slur against black people to Wanda Sykes in the sequel. So the king of woke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Smith has completely ma- given me a um, nervous breakdown at this point. I can't even look at his tweets. Uh, his face, <laughs> he makes this face that's like, that's like, it's kind of like a surprised nerd. It's it's like this default state. It looks like he just saw um, like R2-D2. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. for the for the first time like and he's he's got it down to a science like he can pose his face in the perfect way to make it look like he just saw r2d2 for the first time and it's i'm gonna call it the podcast face <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of the soy face oh come on yeah so i mean like you know funny. what yeah yeah a little bit it's a little bit it's a little bit that sure um, but, but primarily it's, it's the podcast face and it's Kevin Smith's podcast right. face and I sure hate it. Anyway, we need to get back to, to back, get back on topic and I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna hit the microphone again. Okay. Little great. Fucking solid. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back to our podcast faces, um, make, make the podcast face. Let's continue. Uh, so, whoa, R2-D2. <laughs> whoa, I'm at fucking, uh, what's that Star Wars convention? I can't even remember anymore. Everything sucks. What is that Star Wars convention? I don't even think anybody likes Star Wars anymore. I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> you do? I like Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, Neo. 
Okay. Me and, me and about 8,000 Dylans on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and about 10 Kyles I've dated. Um, all right. No. So it's just like, it's just, it's so frustrating. Like watching art made forever ago. Like optimistically look at issues and be like, well, maybe we'll fix them in the future. And then being 70 fucking years later and, you know, opening Twitter and seeing it's like Tennessee to allow 10 year olds to get married. It's like, God, religious justifications. You can't say shit about it. Damn it. But trans women uh, have to endure a genital inspection before they can pee. And they're thinking about just installing a third bathroom called Other. Like this is something I saw. This is not. A, this is this is real. And and so the idea is they 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 are literally considering doing a straight up segregationist approach to the bathroom thing, so that trans men and women and uh, non-binary people uh, will be all peeing in the same bathroom which is going to be the horniest, sexiest bathroom of all time. You're going to go to that McDonald's and there's going to be like four trans people banging in that bathroom just about constantly. So I don't know if I'd, I think that one's going to backfire well, on them. That's a, that sounds like a great place to meet people. Honestly, like I think, <laughs> I think the idea of, of a just, uh, anyone can can shit or piss into your bathroom is good so it's like the meme where it's like the worst person you know accidentally makes a good point it's like yeah i do think we should have non-binary non-binary bathrooms yeah i do think just everybody should just kind of pee wherever who cares like who gives a shit um well and people are like well what, how do you police the bathroom and it's like, like you don't police the bathroom it's like hey fun fact more more republicans like have been like Republican like politicians have been arrested for inappropriate conduct in bathrooms than like trans people just full stop. Well, and like, like who's yeah. shocked by that? Nobody. Oh, no one. <laughs> you know, and well, and like every religious figure Protect that you see kids. on TV, you throw you throw a rock and they're a pederast, yeah. right? Protect so the kids. So <laughs> they Matt all want Ga- a child bride. Protect the kids so Matt Gates can get to them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I genuinely think we might be at a point where where uh, the Tennessee thing is being passed just so that Matt Gates can, can go can, do do what he can, really wants. Can get married. Yeah, he can go get married like he really wants. Um, I feel like Matt Gates would be like, well, technically, I'm not a pedophile because I'm attracted to teenagers. I'm sapiosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I um, so I just I just wish I could I could. I could do do the thesis of this movie, whip out a shotgun, and just fucking wing some of these people. Yeah, well, yeah. Allegedly, I mean, hypothetically, and I mean, theoretically, this isn't a threat of violence. This well, is, but but this is a this 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 does have a lot to say about religious and political violence. Yeah, like what it's good actually, and how it's good, and it's, we should try it. Well, <laughs> it, well, it, it's how it's good when you're shooting shooting uh like an abusive you know you know child right. child abuser it's bad when you try to lynch children yeah well and and so like leaving texas right we faced a fuckload of adversity nobody wanted to make it easier on us Everybody was my parents. Sh- no, well, okay, no, your, par- my, your parents. Your parents were great. Did. I'm Shout sorry. Out I'm to Paul and Donna. Hey, y'all, y'all. Y'all are great. Sorry, I'm mostly talking about my fan. Well, my mom, but also like just every, every all my just friends and shit. It was just hard, and 
so so the bit was it was just like it, it nobody really made it a lot easier it was just kind of like we had to be alone with it and we're kind of fucked and and everybody had like a dumb bullshit opinion about how it was like the worst idea and it's just like you know <laughs> action is good action is good if you're unhappy right if you're getting fucked around by the religious and political figures in your state move consider moving that's what they want you to do like they literally tell you we're doing all of this so you will leave the state we want a white hegemonist state that's what they've said for the longest time they don't want diversity they don't want you and i know that there's a duty to do that but also I'm sick and tired of going to places where I am hated and trying to fit in. Well, and it's also like... They don't want me there. It's like, you know... If Help you want, me leave. You know, <laughs> you know, there's so many studies about how inclusivity in, in like, states, uh, you know, just helps every part of the state, you know, like, you know, like Absolutely. economically, like, socially and all that. So it's like, if you want to shoot yourselves in the fucking foot... All right, y'all. Yeah, they're literally doing it to themselves. And it comes to a point where it's like, action is good. I'm sick of being mistreated by my state, you know, so I move. Yeah. I I don't want this person to hurt me, so I protect myself. Like, this is, I mean, if if anything is, is like biblical, right, it's the idea of going, if I need to leave, I should be able to do that. I should do that. Yeah, well, I mean, more so than that, like, like, like pretty much everywhere in the Bible, and this is, like, this is one of those concepts in like the Old Testament that also carries over the New Testament, which isn't very common, but it's like, it's like if you're going to do anything, be nice to, to, to the sojourner, the widow, and the traveler. It's yeah. like... Like you know, you know they 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 have like like laws about about how you how you could like uh, sow your fields, and you had to leave leave stuff in the fields so that widows and like sojourners and travelers could go get food from your fields. Right. You know, so it's like because they couldn't get it themselves. Yeah. Like you, so you have to prepare for. Well, and, and we, well, we act like homelessness is a choice that people make, and we don't need to endorse that shit. And it's not that. It's literally they can't not, and society has that inherently in it, and you need to prepare, you need to budget for helping them. Yeah, well, and, like, one of the most harrowing, uh, mess, like, parts of the Bible for me, um, and it should, like, terrify everyone who actually, like, who, who like, genuinely believes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, in, in, in the Christian faith, but there's there's a bit where where it's, like, everyone, it's, like, everyone's at heaven, everyone's in heaven, and and there's all these people who are like who are like yay you know we're Christians and Jesus is like yeah uh, when did you feed me and they're like what and he's like when did you like clothe me or or give me shelter and they're yeah. like we never saw you Jesus we we couldn't and he was like whatever you did to the least of you like whatever however you treated the homeless is how you treated me so it's like and and then he literally divides everyone where he's like these are all the people. Who, who who like who treated the homeless well who gave the homeless food clothes shelter they're going into heaven everyone else doesn't like yeah so in, in like like there's literally a passage where, where Christ is like if you don't treat the lowest of of, of the lowest people Status. in your society yeah well if you don't treat them like you would treat Jesus fucking Christ yeah 
you you failed like you flunk out like that's the fucking bar right you know so it's like it's like that i don't i don't know how people how how christians who are like well the homeless should just work harder i don't know how they how they don't <laughs> read that verse and are fucking scared shitless well and because, also because just like i do i do everything i can for everybody and i'm still scared shitless right exactly <laughs> well and you said sojourners uh uh, widowers and travelers and like uh, and travelers yeah so like like who who amongst us isn't one of those at a time yeah i mean that is inherent and also you know understand that like <clears throat> a lot of people in society very literally can't i saw this post on reddit like a week ago and it was the first time i ever agreed with something i like saw on reddit and it was like (laughs) oh finally um but somebody said i don't give a shit or a fuck if 90 percent of people on welfare do not need that money and are just buying cars with it i don't give a dick of it because if 10 percent of them are going to starve to death if they don't get that money they should get that fucking money. And yeah. I don't care how abused that system is. Abuse the shit out of it. it because yeah. as long as those people, the derelict, the people that need it, have what they need, who cares? Yeah. It's successful. You did it. Good job. Yeah. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even have to be a decent system. It just has to make sure that some people get food when they didn't have it before. Yeah. Pretty simple. <sighs> night of the hunter night of the hunter i mean i will say like <laughs> the um the movie is overall pretty depressing but like the um the the good religious character the lady who takes care of the kids i can't remember her name she does like give me <laughs> you know give me hope well yeah it's like the movie makes you genuinely despair for a very very long time and then fills you with answers like it gives you it gives you the beginnings of answers. You know, it's like here's what you can really kind of expect. Um and also like here's how you should maybe consider governing your life if you want to continue to call yourself a Christian and understand that if you're not doing that, you're probably just being a manipulative prick that's trying to either fuck children or steal money. Yeah the two uh, classic moves by Christians for some dumb reason. <laughs> <clears throat> they all want to be bankers and pedophiles, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's just like it's just like Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius coming Morb- at the... So, so this has been a secret ad for Morbius, the the newest film by by a man known as the scariest person on LiveJournal, <laughs> uh, Jared Leto. I don't, I don't know why why like known pedophile jared leto keeps getting jobs (laughs) known pedophile jared leto like yeah anyway all right yeah no it's fine um all right well i guess we're gonna call this one a podcast yeah we are we're gonna go eat some motherfucking cheap fucking boy cheap cheap shitty burgers and cheese curds and we're gonna um we'll pay our taxes pretty much that's yeah 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 more shit coming <sighs> soon yay bye right. y'all see ya
see y'all later. Patreon.com slash excrement. Why did I say it like that? <laughs>